Good morning, church. So good to be with you. Christmas is a season of peace. There's a lot that I love and appreciate about our Catholic brothers and sisters in Christ. And one of the things that I love and appreciate about our Catholic brothers and sisters is the high value that they place on peace. In fact, there is a point in the Sunday Mass when the Father will say, peace be with you. And then the congregation in one loud voice will respond, and also with you. In fact, let's try that together. I'm going to say, peace be with you, and you all will respond in one voice and also with you. Let's try that. Peace be with you. Oh, that's like cool, man. I always wanted to do that. That is like amazing. Thank you for that. Isn't that like pretty awesome? There's also something else that they do that's pretty cool. They actually greet one another and they say, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Thank you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Isn't that cool? See, our Catholic brothers and sisters, they place a high value on peace. And I think there's something very important for us to learn there. You see, Christmas is a season of peace. And so what is peace? What does peace look like? Where does peace come from? How do we get it? Well, I think a good place to start maybe is to ask the question, What does the absence of peace look like? What does the opposite of peace look like? Has your Wi-Fi ever gone down at home? For some of you, especially you teenagers, that's a serious absence of peace, right? Have you ever dropped your phone? That can instantly crush your peace. Here's an example of the absence of peace. How many of you... Um, actually fill up your gas at Safeway right here. Yeah? You guys all know what I'm talking about then. At Safeway, I'm always in front, I'm always behind this guy that blocks the entire lane. And there's like, there's like available pumps. But this guy has to use a particular pump because his gas tank is on a particular side of his car. And I'm always behind this guy. Every single time, every week, I'm behind this guy. And I'm like, dude, can you read the sign? It says, long hoses, few on either side. No peace at Safeway. (laughs) How about at Foodland? I'm always in the express lane, eight items or less, because I'm pake, I only buy like five items usually. So express lane, eight items or less. But I'm always behind the lady with 15 items in her cart. And I'm like, lady, can you read the the blinking neon sign that says eight items or less? Eight items or less? Come on, lady. Absolutely no peace at Foodland. Anybody shop at Safeway on Fridays? $5 Fridays? Absolutely no peace there. I tried to get eight pieces of fried chicken for five bucks. Don't do it. It's a hot mess in Safeway. The absence of peace. How about this one? 
How many of you are in charge of pickups and drop-offs of your elementary or intermediate or high school students? Anyone here? Yeah, some of you? Then you know what I'm talking about. This intersection out here, try coming out here from 7.30 a.m. or 2 o'clock p.m. A hot mess. Absence of peace. Guaranteed. Here's one. I hate shopping. Anyone hate shopping? You, you, we, should all, we should start a support group. I didn't realize that many of you women actually hate shopping. We should start a support group. Man, I hate shopping. I would rather clean the toilets, scrub the showers. I would rather mow the lawn, take out the garbage, do the laundry, and, and, and just don't send me shopping. Well, this past Monday, seven days before Christmas, my wife sends me into Target, into the belly of the beast. And so I'm at Target, and my wife says, just one errand, one goal. We already got a gift for your nephew. All you have to do is buy a Christmas gift for your niece. I'm like, oh, I can do that. Not hard at all. And so I ask Abby, Abby, what would you like for Christmas? And she gives me a weird answer. She says, Uncle, I would love an LOL toy. I'm like, what is LOL? And so I go into Target and I walk up and down these aisles. And these aisles at Christmas seem much longer. It's like they never end. Long aisles. And it seems like they even have more aisles, like hundreds of aisles. So I'm walking up and down these aisles. I'm looking up and down the shelves, left and right. No LOL toy. And so I go up to the sales associate and I said, Hey, dude, where's your LOL toy section? And he laughs out loud. Get it? <laughs> laugh out loud. There you go. LOL. Laugh out loud. Never mind. And so, <laughs> and so he laughs out loud and he says, dude, where have you been? This is like the hottest toy this Christmas and we've been sold out for weeks. Dude, you're too late. I'm like, no. And so if any of you wants to set a brother up with an LOL toy, see me after service, would love to pay top dollar for an LOL toy. And so I'm walking around Target. I'm sulking. I'm depressed. I'm disturbed. And then I get a text from my wife. And the text says, Hun, are you still at Target? I'm like, I'm going to ignore this text. And my wife, she doesn't even give me an opportunity to ignore the text. She texts the second text, and it says, Han, since you are already in the area, do you think you could start by at Costco just for one item? I'm like, no, no more shopping. Shopping equals the absence of peace. All of these examples of peace is peace that's tied to circumstances. Peace that's dependent on circumstances. I call this kind of peace, peace light. It's kind of like light food. Light food, ah, I'll eat it. Light food, it's okay. Light food, it's all right. Peace light, it, it's okay. Peace light, it's all right. However, 
The problem with this kind of peace is that it will let you down. You see, when circumstances are going your way, then you have peace. But when circumstances are not going your way, then you have no peace. This kind of peace, it's all right. It's okay. But it's the lighter side of peace. It's peace light. Now let me show you the real deal. This is a loco moco. This is a real deal. Local kind grinds. Two scoops rice. Two homemade hamburger patties. Two eggs over easy with gravy all over. And with one scoop, mac salad. That's the real deal. There is a real deal kind of peace that is available to all of us this Christmas. And this real deal kind of peace is not circumstantial. It's not dependent on circumstances. It's not tied to circumstances. This real deal kind of peace is found in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Listen carefully to the Word of God. It says this. It says, For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. About 700 years before the birth of Jesus, the prophet Isaiah foretold Jesus' coming. Listen once more to the prophet Isaiah. He says this, he says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That word peace in the Hebrew is actually shalom. Shalom. Everyone say shalom. In English, we read from left to right. In Hebrew, you actually read from right to left. And so that first character on the right, that's a consonant. And right, after, right under that consonant is a little t, that's actually a vowel. And that's sha. And then the next three characters, that's a consonant, vowel, consonant. And that's lom, shalom, shalom. Shalom is a powerful word. It's more, it's more than just peace. It means harmony. It means wholeness. It means completeness. It means holistic well-being. Shalom. In the beginning, there was shalom. You see, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and everything in it. And it was good and it was perfect. And there was perfect Shalom. There was perfect shalom in all relationships. There was shalom with God. Shalom with each other. Shalom with creation. 
That's the story of Genesis chapter 1 and 2. But Genesis chapter 3 happens. Something tragic takes place. You see, Adam and Eve, they disobey God. God says, of every tree in the garden, you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. And what does Adam and Eve do? They do, they do exactly the opposite of what they're commanded to do. They eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And this rebellion, which is called sin, has immediate and lifelong dire consequences. The consequences of this rebellion, the consequences of the sin, the consequences of the fall is that shalom is broken. Shalom with God is broken. Now, instead of shalom with God, there is this great chasm. There's this great division. There's this great gap between us and God. And so we face a dilemma. You see, we are created for shalom with God. We want shalom with God. That is the longing of our hearts, shalom with God. We need shalom with God. But this chasm, this gap, this division is far too great because of our sin. We, we try though, we try to restore this relationship with God. We try to be good people. We try to live a moral life. We try to go to church. We try to read our Bibles and pray. We give of our time and our talents and our resources to charity, to the hungry, to the poor, to the marginalized. And the list goes on and on. However, everything that we do falls short. But thankfully, God sympathized with our dilemma. And motivated by love, God intervenes. And God sends His only Son, Jesus Christ, into the world. The Prince of Peace, God sends into the world. And that's why we celebrate Christmas, to remind us of God's love, to remind us of God's intervention, to remind us of Christ's birth, to remind us that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. And Mary wrapped Jesus in cloths and placed him in a manger, very humble beginnings, because there was no room for them in the inn. But there's more to the story. You see, Jesus lived a sinless life. Then he was put on trial, though he did nothing wrong. 
Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate. He was crucified on the cross, and he died, and he was buried. But death and the grave could not contain and hold Jesus. For on the third day, Jesus rose again. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Through Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven. Through Jesus Christ, there is no more chasm. There is no more division. There is no more gap between us and God. Through Jesus Christ, our relationship with God is restored. Through Jesus Christ, we can have shalom with God. During Christmas, we have this wonderful tradition of giving and receiving gifts. But the greatest gift you could ever receive in your lifetime is the gift of Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9, the Bible says this. It says, If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And my hope and prayer for you this Christmas is that you will receive the gift of Jesus Christ and experience the peace that our hearts are longing for. Shalom with God. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And his name, his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Shalom. Let us pray.